going to be putting in these 5G death towers, I tell you what. A flood tide of filth is engulfing our country in the form of newsstand obscenity and is threatening to pervert an entire generation of our American children. Yet much of this material has been described as an illustrated, detailed course in perversion. Oh God, deliver us, America, from evil. Yeah, John Prine, man, how do you feel about that, Kyle? That was a bummer, but he looked like he was going to fucking die for the last five years. I think he, he he battled cancer twice. Yeah. And and he beat it both times, but I mean... I don't know. He looked like as, it. Huh? He looked like it, too. As soon as like uh, I heard that, I was like, man, well... And then they said he got better, but as as I've been hearing, is like you start getting better, and then you just get worse. That's how I heard yeah. it's been. Yeah, it's been going down. So that's that's a bummer. But you know, I listened. I was listening to more of his music than I ever had before, and he he was really had some really like upbeat and like uh, I don't know, good feeling songs. Really yeah, good feeling songs. And some super fucking sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was listening. I was like, "Damn! Like this is this is great. Like that sucks." But lie, everyone, everyone. It's like he's was like the biggest secret apparently because everyone like knew about him and liked him. And then I hadn't heard him until you you uh, played him one time, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I get it. I get why. It just like feels good. Like feel good for the most part, I guess. Hey, you know, it's funny. Like I never, I never heard about him really up until like. He got sick because I'm not really like a big country guy. I never have been. But yeah. then I told you know I told my girlfriend and she was like, "Oh shit!" Like that's like I think that was like one of her dad's like favorite musicians, and he had seen him live a couple times like way back in the day. And she played him. She, she awesome. played some other stuff, and it was it was really good. I'm kind of bummed out that I never got to hear it until until like literally like the day that he died. He's a legend. That's the story I hear is everyone's like, they have like these memories of, of their uh, parents playing it in like the car at home. And, and that's, that's like the main story I've heard over and over again. It's like, oh, my dad or my mom used to play this all the time. So, I mean, he was a lot older now, but, you know, I guess over time, he's been around for a long time. Influential. It's unfortunate. See, 2020, 2020 has been. It wasn't the sh- you know I said shit show. I didn't think that this would have been a, a factor in it being a shit show. Um. So yeah, it's all been kind of out of left field, right? And now we are at the point. See, when we when we first started doing this, like it was kind of because there was all this excitement because of what it was February and Bernie had started winning all these states and stuff like that, and. Um, Oh, he well. It was. I think we started around when um, he won Iowa. That was the first state, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was all this excitement. Everyone was stoked, right? Because everyone was kind of. I mean, everyone was kind of stoked that that you know at least we were in 
and uh, good graces. But I don't know if we ever went over it, but you, what was your, since we're talking about, you know, Bernie ending his campaign uh, for the second time, what, what was your experience like with, you know, finding out about him or when you had heard about him? I don't know if we ever talked about that. I followed politics, you know, because we all grew up in the Bush era. Uh, I was kind of like one of those people that, you know, when Obama came out, like I was so like enthusiastic about Obama. And so I, I mean, I kept up with politics, but not so much. Like I hadn't, I I didn't really know about the whole thing with how, you know, Obama and Mitch McConnell had, you know, tried to work together to cut social security. Like I didn't find that out until maybe like, I don't even know, like, Mm -hmm. like two years ago, maybe. But yeah, so like I, I kind of kept up with politics, but I was just like kind of everybody else just, you know, everything was fine at least in my eyes, so I didn't really give a shit. And, yeah, once Bernie came out, I don't know, I just kind of started seeing how, yeah, man, the world is pretty fucked for everyone, except for a few. But that's another thing, too, you know, uh, Occupy Wall Street happened during Obama, and I remember, you know, you went there, and I mean, I'm sure... Fucking hippie. I know, right? I'm, I'm sure at that time, I probably thought, like, oh, you know, that's kind of weird, like, you know, things are okay, man. But now that I'm a lot older, I see it totally differently. Yeah, I mean, at, at that point, I didn't really, I didn't really follow. I had no real, like, faith or just kind of, I think I just skeptic of politics in general. So that was, that was sort of just a, you know, what, why is this? why is this happening and why are these people doing this? Cause I didn't quite, I didn't have like a, an idea or notion of what all that was. You know what I mean? It was like, it was like a learning experience. I was just sort of intrigued by, by what was going on. And then, and it's like, okay, like we, me and Kyle had talked about it where I, I was, you know, prior we'd talked about um, our experiences and just like what, what was sort of like eye-opening moments that was definitely one and then going to school and and stuff like that and learning learning about things it kind of just all sort of progressed you know you you hear about noam chomsky or richard wolf and and then like i said the only time i'd ever really given a shit about electoral politics was bernie like running because i i I went even even then uh, i didn't really know much about obama up until like the occupy thing is because i didn't really pay attention and then um uh once it came out it's like oh you know the recession happened and you know when you're when you're like in your early 20s or whatever you're like you know it's it's unless you're really like adept in like really like following it you don't you know really it's there's a lot of term or there's a lot of issues that are thrown around that like it's it's hard to wrap your head around and you start like you know paying more attention so it's all a learning experience but um uh, you know, it, it, I remember people were saying like, oh, like you need to turn this into like a political thing. You can't just, you know, sit outside city hall and it's like, okay, well you can debate on people gathering together for assemblies and making decisions together versus electoral politics. And that's kind of like what the debate has shifted back to since Bernie, um, has dropped out or whatever. It's like, how, how much is it worth it? But, um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, it, I definitely, if someone's going to talk about, you know, the 99% versus the 1%, I'll definitely going to lend an ear, you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's what we want to hear, right? My very first intro to him was early YouTube years when I was looking up 
senators that voted against the war. And that's when I first came across it. Didn't like follow him like religiously or anything since then, but he was always like on my radar. So the day he decided to run, I was just super excited to go out and tell everyone about him. I remember going down to a camping trip down in Yosemite. Literally talked about Bernie the whole ride up there. It, it was an interesting trip. What was their reception? They, uh, they didn't fucking believe anything I was saying. They're like, no way. There's, there's no politician like that. <laughs> no one cares about prison reform and all this other shit I was talking about. They all went home. And then like a week later, I started getting texts from everybody. I'm like, holy shit, dude, I'm feeling the burn. <laughs> Yeah, see, there's like excitement that was generated from it. You know yeah. what I mean? I think, I think, like, w- w- in 2016, like, was your perception like, like, you know, he's gonna go all the way, he's gonna win it, or is it kind of like, what was it? What was it like? At first, I thought he had no fucking chance, but I don't know. I guess like halfway through, I thought, you know, there was a possibility, but. Didn't expect too much. This time, after he won the first three, I thought, fucking, we had a great fucking chance. Then, you know, rest is history. Pulled out all the tricks against him. But, I mean, that's that's been a challenge the whole time, right? Like, like this... Yeah, but now it's just blatant about how far they'll actually take it. To get someone like him in office, it's, it's going to take so much more than anything we've done this, to this point. So what do you guys think were, like, the main challenges that, that he faced? The media? Yeah, the, the media, definitely. And it's also just just the old guard of the Democrats. Right. NBC basically said that... Uh, it, it was, like, a live blog. And... Here, so let, let me read it to you. So Biden's campaign also made clear that they were... So this, this, this is talking about Wisconsin. Uh, Biden's campaign also made clear that they were eager for that specific date to hold firm. So they wanted Wisconsin to continue. And they were prepared, if it did not, to shift the public rhetoric ever so slightly to turn the heat up for Sanders to take steps to begin uniting the party. So that means that they were willing. So what, what basically was that saying is that Biden's campaign, they wanted Wisconsin to continue because that way they could use that as leverage for Bernie because Bernie's a decent guy. And if people are going to die, he's going to be like, right. no, I don't want people to die. So they basically use that against him. Yeah, then, that's how you know how fun. fucking far they're willing to go. They're willing to fucking kill people. I'm not even done yet. This is the worst part. Obama, Obama oh, shit. especially emphasized that in his conversations with Sanders, another source involved with the process told NBC. But Obama and Biden, as he said publicly, never once themselves told Sanders to drop out. So both Obama and Biden were willing to let people die so Bernie could lose. Thanks, Obama. This is from, NB- this is from NBC. All right. Yeah, if they're willing <laughs> to, like, fucking kill people, uh, how do you go up against that? Yeah. And, the, the, and that's another thing, too, is that, you know, when people started thinking that, like, Obama must have done something, he must have called Buttigieg, and Klobuchar and all of them and asked him to drop out. You know, you know, there were so many, so many fucking libs that were like, no, you know, that's that's conspiracy shit. Obama wouldn't do that. When like now all these articles, all these articles are coming out from like you know, New York Times and you know, Washington Post that are saying exactly that. That it was Obama behind the scenes that called everyone and basically tried to unite the party under Biden. See, that's the thing though, is that 
is that at the, you know Obama, you know, I voted for him twice. I'm sure you guys did. I don't know. Oh, well, Kyle, probably not, right? Nope. <laughs> nope. Man, what the fuck? Like, I get, I get that Trump was erasing his legacy, but it's, it's kind of shocking that he did all that. I mean, it's obvious. Like, I, I mean, I don't know the guy, obviously, but you know, if you do, if you're running for president, you want to have a legacy. But what is, what is his, his, his legacy with the Affordable Care Act? Yeah, it helped people get on, but it's not, it's not the best thing. It's, it's not a, it's not a stopping point. You know, Biden is, is a continuation of the Obama legacy. So, of course, Obama is going to want to save everything that he did because he's, he's, he spent the last four years watching almost everything that he did come undone. It seems, and you can make, can't you make the argument, though, that, and I, I know a lot of it is hampered by um, Republicans, you know, refusing to go along with anything. You know, there's like this super um, partisanship and polarized, you know, Congress and, you know, legislative branch and stuff but um like couldn't you argue that these um just lukewarm policies kind of led to trump in the first place definitely it didn't do a lot of help for working people i'm saying like can't you can't but can't we like trace back the rise of trump to this like the centrism of the democratic party trump back to fucking mccain selecting sarah palin as his vp because that kind of, I mean, the, the GOP was always kind of crazy, but that kind of introduced, like, this whole other dynamic of, like, psychotic, crazy fucking, you know, deep red Republican. Whoever can make the most noise. Yeah. Conspiracy theory Republican. Yeah, yeah definitely. Stuff. I mean, again, it, all his, uh, what do you call it, environmental policies that he had, they were pretty good for the most part. Obviously, he could have done more, or he should have gone, could have done more, but... He didn't because he was still beholden to all of like the, you know, a lot of the donors that are in the industry. But I, I think I'm, I'm one of those people that think that you got Trump. I mean, we got Trump for a lot of reasons, but one of the big reasons was just like, a, you know, what's his name? Van Jones. He called it a, a blacklash. I don't know if you guys remember that where it was. Yeah, which, which honestly, like, I think it's just because I'm Latino. Like, I, I, I can kind of see that happening because you see somebody, you see, you see somebody of a race that was held down for so long become literally one of the most, or one of the most, if not the most powerful man at one point. You know, there's going to be a lot of a lot of white resentment about that. It, it, it would, be, it would. Be, yeah, that was pretty fucking gross. Yeah, and so I think I think I think just Obama being black had a lot to do with it, but I think it was also it, it was also just like the sneering, and you know what? And I'll be honest with you, like I did a lot of the sneering too about oh, you know, jobs aren't going to come back, you know, learn how to do something else. But it's just like I think that had a little bit to do with it too, because you know, you, you kind of when you say that to people, you're kind of spitting in their face, especially when a lot when especially when like a lot of these people spent like 30, 40 years doing that just to get fired and then have fucking, you know, what, what Republicans call them East Coast and West Coast elites or whatever, sneering at them and saying, oh, you know, you should have uh, should have thought about that before you started working there. I think, I think that had a little bit to do with it too. I mean, 
there's honestly, like, at this point in Trump's presidency, there's, like, thousands of different reasons as to what happened. It, it, it's, it's easy. It's easy to blame racism. I mean, that did have a lot to do with it, but it's so easy to just fall back on that. It's easy to fall back on Russia. It's easy to fall back on a lot of things, but there's just so many fucking different reasons that it's it's it would take hours to like honestly go through them. How how, how would you say the the media had had influenced that? Giving free airtime to whoever they want to go with at the moment. Like if 80 percent of people watch not even the twenty four hour cycle, they watch the local channels at like five to six or seven to eight. Those like two to thirteen channels. And they just parrot very basic points that are going on in the 24-hour channels. And if they're not talking about Bernie at all, it's not going to trickle down to your little local channels so that 80% of the people just aren't going to hear about it. So they get to completely control the narrative. You can kneecap like like building momentum that might exist online because it's you can't really censor that online. I'm sure you could in some ways, but you know what I mean? Like... Like a lot of a lot of his support kind of was like an online like thing, yeah. right? Which and most of the people that vote don't have much of an online presence because they're fucking old. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And they're watching they're watching the local news where they're not hearing about him. Yep. I mean, certainly, there's no way that like Obama is gonna not have a say in this. You know what I mean? There, once you're in that party and you reach those high levels of political power, you probably have so much. Who's gonna say no to Obama? Exactly. I mean, he is, he is without a doubt, probably the most popular Democrat Easily. in, in, in probably, fuck, probably since JFK, maybe? Yeah. No, 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 since, since Clinton. Bill Clinton was pretty popular. Right, that's true. But it's been, you know, and, and that's a, that's a, that's a sad part, just by the way, just to add to that, that like, the most popular Democrat besides Obama in the last what thirty years was fucking a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so, about to go with another one. Yeah, yeah, we're about to fucking elect them, and that's you know, like I, I know, I've, I've been, I've been honestly wrestling with this so much, just because I, I just, I hate the fact, I really, it really fucking pisses me off that I have to even consider voting for a rapist. Like I'm still, I'm still undecided on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it should be it's, the it's, easiest fucking decision ever, and somehow they made it a hard decision. Yeah, I know exactly. And these are the same people. These are the same people that you know fucking chided and you know scolded all the conservatives for voting for Trump. You know, rightfully because <laughs> yeah. they were voting for a rapist, and then now, now. They're, you know, libs are just showing everyone else like how hypocritical they all are, and just like the fact that I have to like wrestle with this like pisses me the fuck off so much. You you don't have to wrestle with shit because you live in a safe state, so you don't have to you don't have to vote for him if you don't want to because California is going to go blue anyways. I know, I know, but still though, it's just like the fact that I even have to like consider it is just so unnerving and like such a slap in the face to like every everything that I've ever believed in, at, at least as, at least as like a grown adult, it, it, it sucks, man. It, it really fucking sucks. And it's just, it's just like, I hope, I hope after this, I hope that this, this just causes both parties to like break up 
and just form many different ones because I'm I'm tired of this, and it's it's frustrating. And yeah, and that yeah, it sucks that they are. Uh, Republican Party's just getting stronger. Yeah. They just fucking fall in line no matter what. Just like good old boys that they are. Why? I think I think mainly it has to do obviously besides hating the poor is abortion. I think that's like the one unifying thing that most Republicans can agree oh, the on. Religious, the religious implications are so ingrained yet uh, so ignored at the same time, right? But that's, that's, that's a hypocrisy of religion in general. Religion has always been oh, like yeah. that. Look at Catholicism since it, since it became like dominant religion in Europe. You know, there were so many popes that were warmongers and that's not even, obviously that's not even counting all of like the child rapes that they did. But that's just how religion is. But you know, the way the way evangelicals see it is that they have to suffer the evil for now for the greater good for later. Well, I mean, at the same in the same light, on the democratic side, we're being told to you know e- e- vote for the lesser of two evils. If you if, if some people look at it that way, some people will cast down any doubt about Joe Biden to begin with. Um, but uh, they're saying, you know, do it, do it now. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing every every time, right? Yeah, vote blue no matter who, right? Vote blue no matter who. That was also a probably a big fucking part of why there wasn't bigger turnout. Because that whole vote blue no matter who narrative probably just right. made people think like, well, I'm just going to vote for whoever it is. Why do I need to pay attention right now? It's just It just sucks because... Having all these people telling you, like, no, you need to vote blue no matter who, while telling all the conservatives to vote for a country over party. <laughs> you know, it's just, and, and I brought that up a lot. Like, I feel like, I feel like this, the last like two years, you know, ever since we started getting close to election season, and I've had like, I've, I've had conversations with, with people where I'm like, you know, but you told, you told everyone to vote for country over party, so why aren't you doing that? And they just basically stuck to the whole no, but you know what? No, no, it's not about that. It's about voting, voting for Democrats because we're the we're the righteous ones. And it's like, man, you have Republicans or you have Democrats in Texas that are voting with Trump like 60, 70, 80 percent of the time, or however the fuck long it is. Mm-hmm. And then you have people primarying them, and then you have Nancy Pelosi stepping in, and you know she obviously caused um jessica cincineros as probably like the most progressive candidate they've ever had in you know in in a in a in a federal government capacity so obviously that was an uphill battle and then you have nancy pelosi stepping in and siding with the dude that votes with trump so often just i don't know i it's just you're fed up with with these like the insistence that that Nancy Pelosi and the and the Democratic establishment are people that we can look forward or look towards with hope. Yeah, and not even hope. It's just like you know we had a chance to vote. You know that was a moment where you where you vote. You have to vote for blue no matter who because you're voting for a primary. So why not vote for somebody that doesn't agree with Trump? And and then. And then have the House Speaker, you know, the third most powerful person in the country, and probably the most powerful woman in the country, you know, 
side with that. Like, like I, I don't understand like how Democrats can see that and be like, oh yeah, you know what? We're totally against Trump. When you have the leadership standing up for Democrats that vote with Trump, because they 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 would rather appeal to these the, the centrists and the moderate Republicans or the the ones the the never Trumpers or if those really exist, I guess there might be some reason why Christians still support Trump. They just fall in line and don't think for themselves. And that's that's essentially what's happening is they're being told to or we're being told to just fall in line um, and have been each time. And I think I think the media definitely has had a a, a part in. I mean, it, it, the media, the Democratic establishment, the whole thing about Biden's earned earned media and free media and stuff like that was like a hell mary that we didn't see coming, right? Fuck no. No, I I, I mean I did because. The media was already so against Bernie, and you didn't you didn't think that we got to the point where they're ramping it up enough. I didn't think it was going to happen all at once, overnight. Every candidate dropping out, all in one day. That's true. I wasn't expecting that either. And you know what? And that's the thing, though, is that uh, I think it was New York Times. They came out with an article talking about like you know everything that happened behind the scenes, and they mentioned how. Um, was it New York Times? I forgot what it was, but they mentioned how Pete Buttigieg wasn't planning on dropping out because obviously he won He's, the most delegates. He have. If I was him, I wouldn't have either. It would have been stupid too. Yeah, you know he he. He's a good little boy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he he. Uh, you know, technically, with you know quotation marks, he won. Uh, the first state, uh, Iowa. You know, by delegates counts. Obviously, Bernie won the popular vote, which is another whole thing entirely about Democrats that I don't want to get into right now because that's already annoying. But uh, yeah, you know, he had momentum, and then he just dropped out when when you know the 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 DNC convention or the DN convention doesn't take place until summer. So there was so much time. Yeah, he just he drops out because he fucking loses South Carolina. It was like, oh shit, that's the guy. It's time for me yeah. to suspend my campaign. Yeah, so but obviously bullshit. now, well, now it's coming out that you know, now it's coming out that Obama made all these phone calls. Yep. Yeah. First candidate ever, Republican or Democrat, to win the first three fucking states by popular vote, and then they just throw all their fucking eggs in the basket. Make everybody running drop out, and then be willing to kill people to suppress people's votes. How do you go up against that? Can yeah, and, and let's not forget the headlines where it's like, can coronavirus and Bernie Sanders be stopped? <laughs> that was so bad. Uh, I still, oh my god! And then people don't people think that manufacturing consent isn't real, and then you see that where you're equating a Jewish man to a virus, like and Nazis. Obviously, obviously, when you compare anybody to a virus, there's a negative attachment to it. Yep. Uh, that's so anti-Semitic; it's unbelievable. Exactly. Yeah, and nobody did anybody even apologize for that. I don't think so. No, not that I know of. Dude, Chris Chris Matthews didn't drop out because of what he said about Bernie. He dropped out because he said he was like too sexual, like he sexually assaulted them or something like that. Or there was a sexual harassment 
claim against him. They didn't. It wasn't about him dropping out. wasn't just because of Bernie, even though he caught heat for it. Uh, Chuck Todd never apologized. The straw that broke the camel's back. Can't rape someone and talk shit about Jews and call them Nazis. You can only do one or the other. And that's the thing too is uh, 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 he had the he had the the media threw all that at him. Did they do the equivalent to any of the other candidates? Trump. Maybe, but they they gave him more airtime than Bernie. Oh yeah, I, mean, I don't constant even. I don't, I don't think they constantly. Trump got constant fucking airtime. He got more than, than as he much did, as he I gets think. right now. Yeah, and 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 it, it's it was such a, a ratings boost that that um, of course they're gonna do that. But like equating someone with with a, a Nazis, a virus, or even this at every debate, as, as shitty as all these debates were. You have uh, 15 people on stage. Like, look, I'm all for, like, a diversity of opinions. I mean, hell, I think we had, like, 30 centrists up on stage and then Bernie. Um, but, okay, maybe and, Warren. And Warren. Could say, and Warren. And Warren. And, yeah, but, you I mean, you know... It, it, sometimes when you think about it, you're like, how, how seriously did she take her own political values and stuff like Warren that before she started killing all of her padawans <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> she endorsed bernie so she obviously doesn't have that many morals you mean biden she endorsed biden oh, sorry biden oh shit yeah she endorsed biden so obviously she doesn't have any more morals so so but at, at, at every debate that there was undoubtedly a question of bernie you're a democratic socialist why would anyone vote for a socialist he his worldview was the one that was put center stage, and the burden of proof was on him to explain why, but no one else, because everyone else is cast as legitimate, as seen as sensible within what's acceptable, you know, to talk about on 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 the you know news channels and and political discourse in America. We don't, you know, the taboo of socialism is is something that they definitely hung over his head. Um, or saying, oh, talking the whole bullshit about him supporting Fidel Castro's reading programs and calling into question him doing this. But did they ever talk about uh, Joe Biden's role in deporting and being an administration that deported like what three million people? Did they ever do that? No, they never did. And 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 nobody that didn't, that didn't get debates. brought up once. That didn't get brought up once. And and nobody, yeah, nobody in debates ever asked him that. Honestly, like the only. For debates, I think like the only person that was actually good was Tim Alberta. He was uh, on the PBS debate, and he he asked, if I remember correctly, he asked Biden some like pretty good questions about like his past. But besides that, nobody else did because nobody else gives a shit. That's the thing; nobody gives a fuck. When people and you know what, and that's the thing. I was like, I was one of these people that when people brought up the whole Obama thing with cages and deportation, especially with the cages, you know, I would say, oh, but it was because of, um, you know, because they wanted to verify uh, uh, whether they were with the person that, they, you know, whether they, they weren't kidnapped or not. But at the end of the day, you're still putting all these fucking kids in cages. You know, there is a difference, obviously, between Obama and Trump because Trump did it as... A hateful deterrent to immigration, yeah. and put tenfold more people in there. Whether whether it was malicious or not, 
it still happened. And I feel and like he still uh, deported three million people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like people don't take that sort of context in, into consideration. You know, just because Trump was malicious about it doesn't make him any worse than what Obama did. Yeah, Obama still did the same thing. It just wasn't. I mean, it was malicious, you know, in our eyes, but most people, unfortunately, see it as malicious. But with Trump, I said. People just want to vote for someone who puts lube on before they fuck him in the ass. Trump's just going in dry. <clears throat> dry into anal. And, and, and th- therein lies like this, like you said, this hypocritical, like, just, just bend the knee, kiss, kiss the ring. Um, we don't talk about those things here because what else do we have? And it's like that's that's I feel like that's not becoming good enough for people. Uh, and and I think a lot of people. You, let me ask you guys this: Do you think a lot of people are at least in our age? A lot of people. What about all the Bernie supporters? Do you think that there's a, a changing tide in the way that they view the Democratic elite or the Democratic establishment, um, even as going up far as Obama? More so than there was four years ago. So I'll, I'll say this, you know, my, my, like, for example, Instagram, that's like the main social media that I use. You know, I follow a bunch of people from high school, a bunch of people that I met after high school, coworkers, basically just like people from all walks of life that really don't have anything in common with each other. But I would say, at least in my timeline, most people were for Bernie. And... However, however, with most of them, they were for Bernie, against Trump, but they still loved Obama. There was still these fond, fond memories of, of him as uh, this, the, the PR campaign that surrounded him of being cool and like a celebrity and like the cool person's president. You know what I mean? The one who puts on lube. And <laughs> you know what? You know, Trump or, uh, you know, Democrats always call Trump supporters, you know, cultists and stuff like that. But man, Democrats rely way too heavily on like cool people. And I feel like personalities, yeah, you know, Bill Clinton won because he has a huge personality. There's a reason why Al Gore didn't win. I mean, he got fucked over, obviously. <laughs> I fucked over, you know, he won the popular vote the first time. But he just didn't have the it factor that Clinton had. John Kerry had nothing. That dude was like a fucking turd on the sidewalk compared to Clinton. And he lost massively to Bush of all fucking people. And then Obama gets it. So he's just like, you know, Democrats are just like Republicans where they need, they need like this idol to look up to and i know i know all of us bernie people would be called bernie bernie bros and like a bernie cult and stuff like that but they don't realize that you know now that bernie is done for he's a great man in terms of the movement he matters but he doesn't matter as a leader anymore yeah we know we can't rely on him again because we have you know, no option but to move forward now and you know, you know, honestly, like, like, like I said, like, you know, that man, he's he's a good man, and I don't say right. that often. He's a good man, and we are all willing to not push him aside. But that's basically what it is, because he's not 
he's almost 80. His time is done. As, as far as as far as as a p- running for president ever again, I think he'll still be in the Senate till who knows when. I mean, yeah, he'll be in the Senate. But what I mean is being like the overall leader of the movement of, of a know, movement beyond the the establishment politic. You know, it, it it obviously sucked that he dropped out, and I know we we're all kind of bummed out about it. Yeah, but we're not going to be like those fucking Hillary people that you know in '08 and. 2014, or not 2016, that cried your eyes out. You know, we 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 mourn for a little bit, we dust ourselves off, and then we continue. Because what else can we do? If we don't continue, then the things that basically every other country has will never have. At this point, like, what can you do? Right, and that's what he tried to make it about was that it's beyond. Yeah, him as this like idol or as this figure because he knows that that's how movements die. Yeah, he passed the torch down to the. There's a lot of there was some people I did see online that were saying like, since he fell in line and endorsed, or he, for, first off they said that uh, he should have just burned it all down and went full on like mask off and you know told everyone pretty much told the establishment to go fuck itself. That's but the thing. I, you know, people expected him to do that, but he's. He's, he's one of the like leaders. That. He's one he of the leaders. Well, not even that. He's like one of the Democratic leaders in the Senate. Yeah, he's the chairman of outreach for the Senate Democrats. So obviously, you know, he he is he's he's a socialist, obviously, but he's also he's also a Democrat. He's working within their within the system and within their by their rules and the and the way that that exactly. But the thing about him is that he's he's willing to if he feels that the Democrats are going in the wrong direction, mm-hmm. he's going to be the only one really in the Senate. At least at this point, I thought Warren might be, but obviously not. And he has more pull and say as a senator now than he ever did before, too. So he couldn't just yeah. burn the whole fucking bridge down and then be worthless in the last, I don't know, maybe four more years that he has to actually get things done that he wants to get done. It's just like, you know, he's, you know, people always write, like, Democrats always rail on him about how he's not a real Democrat. Yeah, he's a, he's a fucking independent. Don't you want independence in your fucking party? No, that's you gotta see. have those names. <laughs> that's, that's, how you win, that's how you win fucking elections. And Democrats are so stupid and s- love losing, obviously, that they don't realize that. Like, you want fucking independence. I think, I think that they're, they would feel more comfortable with, you know, someone like Michael Bloomberg having a D. De- you know, he's a real Democrat. Uh, or he's, he has, at least he's willing to put Democrat by his name, but Bernie won't. And it's like, it's, it's, it's this, like, tribal mentality and this branding and just this you know like they blame conservatives for being tribal it, it's, it's all just hypocrisy and I, I think that's what has me like fed up the most is just like this constant hypocrisy where they're pointing fingers at conservatives like it, it's basically it's basically anything that democrats say about conservatives it's basically the spider-man gift where the two spider-mans are pointing at each other <laughs> that's, that's literally <laughs> Democrats and conservatives are—it's just two Spider-Men pointing at each other. 
because they're exactly the same. Yeah, that's how it's been for like 60 fucking years. So close to getting actual change. Yeah. I mean, Biden, Biden doesn't give a shit, so is he going to do it? Well, I've been told that Biden is the uh, most progressive politician since FDR. Oh, wow. I, I, saw th- I saw that shit so much today about how he's going to lead the most progressive movement ever. And it's just like, no, he's not. F- that was FDR, and that could have been Bernie Sanders. Not Bernie Sanders by far yeah, would have been not, if he would have became president. Yeah, not Joe fucking Biden. That's the crazy thing. It's like, where do you, like, where does someone come up with saying something like that when Biden's, at, at best, arguing f- from the center? Because they don't know, know what things. the fuck they're talking about. Often. Uh, seriously. No, really I mean, no. Kyle, Kyle is absolutely right. They don't know. And you, so you think it's just this lack of uh, just the basic, just honestly, when you when you first like start following politics, like getting a basic sense of where everyone lies on the political spectrum beyond just Democrat and Republican, but like how it's all parsed out and the different like sort of, you know, you have center and then you have a moderate Republican and then you get into like, I don't know, like the George Bush, like neoconservatives. And then you get into like the farther right, you know, and then on the left you have like your center centrist and then someone like Warren and then someone like Sanders and then, you know, people who are, you know, outside of that, like socialists and anarchism and stuff like that. Like, like until you start, like at least I think it's, it's hard to like get a sense of where things are until you, I'd have no idea how anyone can look at any, like Joe Biden saying, Oh, we'll reduce the Medicare, uh, the Medicare age to uh, 60. And, it's, and that's that's the most progressive thing that you have going for you. And and when most fucking centrist Dems in the Senate and the House think that it should be at fifty, so you're already you're already to the right of these fucking centrists in Congress. It, it's Hillary was was further left on that, if, if you want to call it that. It's it's fucking oh my god! I hate I hate Democrats so much. This is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. This this is I don't I don't like saying hate, but god damn it! Oh, I hate them. They're dumb as fuck. <laughs> so, what do you what do you guys think that at least where did this support for Bernie come from? Like, where did this enthusiasm come from? Why did so many millennials and you know people at least up to maybe like forty five maybe um support him why because we got tired of living in a world that we're supposed to be the most advanced nation in the world and we're behind so many other countries and almost everything and it's just was i didn't have insurance took me seven years to pay off all that debt like four thousand in ambulances alone and probably like it was a lot and especially when you're like in your early 20s you're not making a whole lot of money that's that's like life choking it it stops you from almost doing anything and i you know your 20s that's supposed to be the time where you're like experiencing life and that's when you're learning about yourself and you're growing as a person and i was just stuck with all this debt that i couldn't manage it, it sucked and just that and also you know having to pay for school like right now you know now that i'm in school again i'm paying already at this point i'm like twenty thousand dollars in debt 
Like that's not that's not that's not, that's not all education should be free because humanity has had a history of fucking keeping education for a select few. Obviously, we have public schools now. That took how long? We've only had public schools for like a fraction, like maybe like point zero 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 something of human existence. You know, before that, poor people weren't allowed to read. All the peasants, they couldn't read. It was only the priest in the Catholic Church that could read. You know, imagine, imagine how more advanced we would be as a species if education was a, was a given right from the get-go. Or, or, like, or like once we learned, or uh, I mean, like once we started to comprehend what education was, like we would be honestly like a thousand years ahead if, if we had, or if, you know, if the Catholic Church and then all these other kings and queens and then governments wouldn't have tried so hard to keep people from learning. Yeah, we definitely wouldn't be putting in these 5G death towers, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I think a big part of it was the Occupy movement. That happened mm-hmm. in, what, 2012? So that gave... 11, 2011. Alright, so that gave people what, four or five years of just kind of thinking about the 99 to 1% thing in the back of their head. Right. That entered the popular consciousness, right? So that was the, the genesis of Bernie's opening to, to do it. And uh, the first time around, what do you think that sort of experience was? The learning experience? What? First time was definitely learning. It was a lot of people who weren't really politically active prior. Right. And they're just kind of figuring out how things worked and learned how much the system stacked against you. So when this time came around, everyone was way more active. People are actually phone banking, texting, canvassing, doing a lot more than they were. And now we know that we have to do even more. And so you think just the, 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 the discourse around um, and that narrative of, hey, like, you just went through a huge financial crisis and all these banks, you know, and, and wealthy yeah. people made Not it out of the top 1%. No one gives a fuck. No one cares about you. You saw that if you did pay attention to Occupy the way that it was sort of, you know, sh- shouted down. And then you saw it with the media, how the media treated Bernie, just sort of left him out, out without, you know, um, giving him much attention, right? Yeah. And I brought that up to the forefront, how biased the media is. The 1% was global subconsciousness. It was, just, it was a different time when he started the run. Apparently not the perfect time, but... What do you think this time around? Like, it, it, so you have all these people who are enthusiastic, waiting for him to to join the fold again to run for president. Oh, and it's because those policies speak to people, right? Yeah. Those those policies of Medicare for all, running on that, like, which is probably arguably in in the age of COVID nineteen, uh, everything probably like the number one thing we should be fighting. As of right now. 
definitely and 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 it, it that's i think that and i and not that bernie's campaign was a single a single issue campaign whatsoever it, it's just it's just that there was that was sort of like something that you could like branch out to other people with and be like hey like i'm supporting him because of this it's not the only reason but you could try to get through it's something that you, that would benefit everybody it was universal yes it was universal to all age groups political parties everything yeah and i think the hope of that and hearing so many stories that you'd never really had heard uh, unless you'd experienced you know the disparities in the healthcare system um with oh like you know the whole thing with insulin man like flying people he flew people over to canada and I think it's a testament to this guy's goodwill, however radical or not radical he may be. Like, what other politician is doing that? You know what I mean? Or that? And it wasn't his first time doing that either. It wasn't. No, he's done it multiple times over the last like thirty years. So, so the doing, 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 just so it wasn't even like a political stunt because he's running for president. Like, it's just Bernie continuing to be fucking Bernie. And and it's like it's like who else is Joe Biden gonna do that, or is he just gonna sit there no. and just be like, hey, listen, Jack, uh, you know, can't even wipe his own ass. I'm sick and tired of your malarkey, you scallywag, redheaded rooster. <laughs> it's three, it's three. What do you say? Some shit like three dog pony horse or some shit. Stupid ass shit. God. Some shit that only someone like who's a billion years old would say, and Bernie wouldn't even say some wacky ass shit like that, anyways, because it's not that let's, lame. Let's be clear: only a rapist would say that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, man. Like, and that's the thing is, is uh, there's so many issues that what really there's so many issues like what really like I like Medicare for all, Green New Deal, um, you know the um, infrastructure, right? Um, there's so many things, prison reform, um, but the uh, decriminalizing drugs and ending the war on drugs. Um, and, and what really, what I loved was that he supported worker ownership, which is something that I think is, needs to be the future. It needs to happen in the future. And I was like that, like, like that would just be, it wasn't, he didn't make it a main focus which i wish it would have been like this like look we want to bring jobs because that's what people care about and, in, and the whole issue with inequality and he did push the party to the left but there's so many issues that that were so good and so like on point or at least heading in the best possible direction that it's just yeah. makes you feel super cynical knowing that the entire party establishment like and there was 30 people on the stage who weren't for those things and now we have Joe Biden, who doesn't even think marijuana. I, don't, I mean, I don't even. I, as last I remember hearing, like, he's he's just like, oh, I don't know about marijuana. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, yeah. well, that was like three months ago. So who knows now? It's just, probably a, a whole completely different human. But there's all there was so many good, like, and just in the right direction, and from a good negotiating standpoint, however practical, maybe or may have not have been like with the absolute, like, fascists that, that exist in the, you know, the, the Republican side, like, uh, 
it just makes you feel super cynical knowing that it's like, well, wh- why that for me, that's, it's like, why am I going to settle for anything less than that? You know what I mean? Or at least something yeah. super close. If I am going to participate in voting in electoral politics, like, like there, you should have values and things that you kind of live by. And like, if, and if, if you have someone who, who's willing to flip on that, like, uh, these other politicians did like Warren did or did the shisty shit that Warren says she's a progressive, but then got, just totally butchers like any sort of hope. It makes you really cynical and makes you wonder like, what the fuck do these people actually believe? Yep. And then boomers will tell you that you can't get everything at once. That's politics. Little by little. It's incremental. Fucking problem with that is we don't have the fucking time. Right. Like, there's no planet in 40 years, so get on board. So what do you think the benefits of his campaign have been for our generation? And uh, Everything he ran on is now a major talking point in the Democratic Party. Yeah, definitely. Like, from 2016 to this, to the debates, every question was... Everything you brought up in 2016, and every every single Bernie person or every single never Bernie person doesn't realize that the reason you know why we're fighting for more equal rights yeah. more than you know for at least for a long time is because of Bernie. No, and that definitely is. So he's pushed he's pushed the party to the left. But what do you think about his, the 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 individuals that that supported him? Do you now that they're we do see that he's people- made them more politically active. You got people who never would have been this engaged in a campaign before. Like, Definitely. How many people have gone phone banking for a fucking candidate mm-hmm. this year that they never would have done before? A lot. Maybe never will do after. Huge numbers. And those people aren't going anywhere. They're going to continue to stay engaged. I mean... It, at that at that at that rate, like it makes me think like if if anyone else has experienced like our experience has been, it's like politics just weren't a factor because there was just that skepticism, that lurking skepticism that's yeah. still there, right? Oh, for sure. Um, like the next guy who tries to be Bernie is gonna have like some pretty hard fucking hoops to jump through to prove their worth, right? So, but there's also that notion of you know, like a, kind of like a class consciousness, I would say, lurking there. Because, believe it or not, like, penetrating, like, the Democratic establishment and talking about these issues that no one else was talking about before did pose that sort of, like, well, look, like the working class. It's about the working class, not this mythical, like, middle class or whatever that's dwindling apart. Or some people will say it doesn't even really exist. There's just different debates on that and different measures on that. But, like, it's, like, that is something that I think is a net benefit. Um, people lessening the taboo on the word socialism probably one of the biggest like ideological wins right and he's got a bunch of people running for office right that that wouldn't have done so before that have done so because of bernie and and that's the thing i think like sprouts out because people say well occupy didn't do anything it's like i think like you can say 
it changed the narrative did it change the whole system no but it, it what you forget that there's real people involved and they walk away with their experiences that they've experienced they walk away with everything that they've they've learned um yeah. and it just lit a spark and, right yeah. also just you know the first time in a long long time we're like uh left this sort of movement has actually gained traction because usually you know the federal government always steps in and squashes whatever left movement starts happening oh yeah we get shit on all the fucking time voting for the left (laughs) and being a kings fan has made me so comfortable (laughs) with losing yeah especially especially the last three years yeah it's been horrible you've you've sort of been prepared at the back of your mind yeah. So I think those, yeah, those ideas are lurking, lurking beneath the surface, and the the contradiction kind of comes when you were presenting these ideas to a largely a corporation, a corporate controlled establishment that we have to sort of act concessions for, really, and saying like, this is what if you want our vote, this is what we're about. And I, I honestly, I you know, I don't think that they really give a shit. Um, and not to get you know super negative or cynical, but I just don't think that you're gonna. See, I, do you guys think that you're gonna see much from Joe Biden in terms of capitulation or throwing a bone? No, that's why I'm not voting because they're not gonna fucking change a goddamn thing until they start losing votes. Once their own jobs are at stake, that's when they'll start caring. There was a a video that came out. Um, I think it was like this, like a. a msnbc anchor that lawrence o'donnell guy or someone like that and he was essentially saying like like they don't really they don't care about you i said i'm paraphrasing but like they don't care about you and um you have to make them work for your vote and uh they're not going to do so otherwise you know what i mean um so i think there is a like a contradiction that kind of comes up with you know uh with presenting these ideas to the party so we're going to see how things play out. But I think the big question now is like, what happens with all those supporters? What happens with that movement? Does it still stay within the political realm? Do people, there's questions, you know, of working outside of that and, and building movement outside of it because you can't, you know, really expect anything from a party like the Democrats who, you know, do everything they can to work. I mean, at this point, it just seems like, with with COVID, with the way the political primary has played out this time, it seems like like we said over and over again, like the veil is being pulled back, and you see how okay now that there's it's going to show how big the in- levels of inequality are because now people can't pay their rent, and what was Bernie arguing for rent control, all these all these things that that we we hear about, but we, you don't. And you you can go you can go down to any like major big city and see the inequality all over the place, but once you hear about it on such a massive scale that people are so close to the edge, yeah. um, it it opens your eyes to it. Or if you're experiencing it now, maybe you know it's like oh well everything's shut down now, people can't go to work. That's why. But it's like people shouldn't be at that point anyways. It's only been a month. yeah yeah yeah, especially when it comes to healthcare. With healthcare, with housing, because it's become increasingly unaffordable to live. And then now you're seeing it's like, oh, well, during a pandemic where people can't go to work, we're going to not kick them out. But once things go back to normal, it's going to be okay again. 
especially you know with uh with the la city council i think what was it i think like three or four members of it are landlords so obviously yeah. obviously you know the whole rent freeze didn't pass because they're gonna lose money on it even though being a landlord being a landlord is like honestly being a landlord has to be one of the scummiest fucking jobs you could have it's not even a job get a real fucking job yeah <laughs> well yeah it's 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 people people like you know a way for like middle class middle to upper class people to generate wealth right so it, it, it all these all these issues with the healthcare, with, with the food insecurity with with rent and 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 being you know evicted and, and the homeless population uh it's all being shoved right in front of our faces because that's what happens when you have an economic system that that um is you know it's a only that only considers profit over people and uh and stagnating wages and and i heard today that uh, some like six hundred thousand people in la spend almost 90 percent if i heard it correctly 90 percent of their income on on um their rent i can i can totally i can totally totally see that especially in la and it just shows Right, yeah, because it's it's the everyone wants to live here, and it's like, like, and 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 that you know they get to drive up the the prices for rent, and it's like these things people need to live, and now the crisis is that there's millions of people who can't afford it. So why is it going to be okay to kick people out once the economy starts back up again? I don't know. I can't explain that. I can't. I can't. I couldn't justify it to begin with, but. Um, all these things that that Bernie had talked about, I, I think, uh, you know, hopefully these ideas stick in people's minds, right? Right, because they're all all the contradictions are becoming clear, right? They have to be. They have to be. If they're not, I'm I'm done. I've lost all faith. But I think, and I, I think they are because it's impacting people more and more. And I think the idea, I mean, at least I, from you know my fucking two cent worth opinion, is that. Like that should be the message, and it's like, how do you get that? Continue that message besides just hoping that some politician is going to come along. You know what I mean? So, I mean, hopefully those discussions are happening over and over and over again because it's like this is what it is. Because it's not, oh, are you going to cash your your Trump check? Are you going to be a hypocrite and cash your Trump or Trump check? Oh. <laughs> it's going to be either that kind of stupid discourse, or it's going to be like, look. Everything that 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 we that's been talked about for the last uh, five years or so is is materializing in a, at a rapidly huge rate, and I know it's still you know in the early stages in, but hopefully it becomes at least from this is how I I hope it becomes that message continues and we don't stop that. Uh, because um, in the wake of Bernie leaving, it's really us now, which it had always been in the first place, right? Yeah, not me. That was his yep. whole thing from the get-go. Yeah, and I think, I think there's a lot of people that are still reckoning with that, and maybe it was their first election, um, and they're really pissed about him dropping out and supporting Biden. Which, you know what, which I, under, I understand, but... Yeah, I get it. But if you've, if you've ever followed Bernie, you know that he considers Biden... His friend. Like that's like that, that's why that's why even though even even though Biden 
pushed a lot of lies towards Bernie. Bernie never, all he did was defend himself. He never like actually struck back. You know, he was all, which was kind of dumb. Yeah. It, well, we can debate it, that, it, I guess. It was fucking dumb. It was dumb because he should have gone for the juggler. But, you know, when, when, when you know, I mean, obviously I've never Bernie before, so I don't know him, but when you follow him enough, you know that he's not going to do that because he's going to see, he's going to see, he has the same kind of worldview in, in regards to like the greater good. He has the same sort of viewpoint like Democrats have. He knows that Trump is, you know, a shitty person, and he just wants to do whatever he can to get him out. Which yeah. he just always does what he says he's going to do. Which you know, and so at the start of it, when he says, "I'll back the Democrat nominee, no matter who it is," yeah, blah blah blah. Like that's exactly he's, what he's going to do. And and you know what, I it, it bothers me the leftists are starting to kind of turn against it because. They should know that Bernie has always been a man of his word. If he says he did the same thing exactly, for fucking Hillary, exactly. he said he would back the nominee. Hillary is a nominee, and he backed her. And That's what he does. He does what he says. Knowing, he's going to do. knowing that he was going to get shit on by all the libs, which he did, and they still shit on him four years later, and he still said, "I'm going to support whatever Democratic nominee it is." You know, like he's he's a man of his word. If he says he's going to do something, he's going to fucking do it. So I don't understand like why all these like leftists are having this sort of issue when they're following him from the start. They know what he's about, you know. Like he he said what he said, and he's going to do it. Obviously, he's not the one that's going to burn it all down. There might be someone that's that's way more politically daring, but but him, I think he he did he his whole thing was he's just going to throw it out. Like Kyle said, he's going to do what he's going to do. He's going to throw it out there and um what happens happens because he all probably obviously feels like i'm i have all this pressure on me i have this responsibility but i'm also just one person and it's way bigger than me and it should be that's the only way it's going to happen whether whether inside or outside of um um electoral oh, politics we'll see where this goes <laughs> yeah it's hard to start a revolution when you're stuck at home yeah Definitely. <laughs> um, it's just I think I think like you know in light of whoever wins I don't know I don't at this point I bounce back and forth I don't know if Biden's gonna win I don't know if um, Trump's gonna win um, I really really it's a fucking coin toss at this point it, and everything's so uncertain and I I see arguments from all different sides as to who's supporting who or who's you know withdrawing support altogether and I I, I get every point of view. Um, you know, and, and taking that into consideration, but we really, really don't know what, what things are at this point. And at this point, you know, there is an opening for people to have conversations of why should anyone ever be kicked out of their house? Why should anyone, uh, you know, why should, you know, people struggle this much? And why should we do all this shit just for health health companies so they can... um you know, see their stock numbers rise rather than people have health care. So there, there are real moral choices that need to be laid on the line, and I think that will happen. Hopefully we'll move towards the better. I mean, I like to keep optimism open, you know, but as I'm an eternal cynic uh, and, you know, kind of pessimistic too, but there is that. I understand the value of that. So um, you guys have any sort of outlook on the future as we head onward? Not at oh, just the fact that I'm probably gonna have to vote for 
a person that raped one woman instead of multiple ones. So that's fun. I only said you could grab her by the pussy. I didn't actually finger blast her. Like Biden. There's, there's, there's been like, there's been like, there's been like surrogates that been like, well, you know, he, he's only been accused of one rape. Oh. And it's just like, that's, that's one more than anybody should ever have. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? <laughs> what what kind of what kind of fucking society are we living in where we have to take between one dude that most likely raped one woman to another dude that most likely raped multiple women? It's just that that's the thing though. It's like okay, if he loses this time around, like what happens to the Democratic Party? Can they just go? Oh well, it, it's like now you've you've had four years to build your case and you still lost. They're just going to blame Bernie Bros. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, they've already started. Right, right. And and uh, to let's say worst case, I guess let's let's say come November Biden loses and inevitably they turn their heads back towards us. What do you say to all those people that are going to point the finger at you and not the, the same bullshit the same lukewarm centrist bullshit? That doesn't inspire anybody. Instead of looking at that, they look at you and they point the finger at you. What are you going to say to them? And that's what I'm going to say. Don't prop up a rapist next time and you'll get more votes. The burden of proof, if you, if you run the same candidate twice and you lose twice, the burden of proof isn't on, on anybody but you at this, at this point for losing. Because you're the one who got the most votes, and you're the one who didn't do something right to win. So it's not on it's not on anyone that, that identifies as a leftist or democratic socialist or progressive or whatever. It's uh, the, this time around, it's on them, and it's not on fucking Bernie, and it's not because he dropped out way before he did last time, and uh, it's really I, it, from my point of view, if he loses and this doesn't like have have a huge political shift in the Democratic Party. Then they're probably going to keep on losing from here on out. I, I just don't know. I don't see it. Uh, it this it, there's so much like to like attack Trump on, and I still at this rate during COVID, I haven't seen a whole unified <laughs> push for his horrible fucking response to this. His shitty fucking response. Like they they haven't they haven't, I, and I don't know if it's because they're afraid he's not going to send them like. The, the the PPE materials and shit like that, but there hasn't been a huge like they're gonna have to do that. That's the number one thing that's gonna be on people's minds if going forward, if there is, even is an election, which I don't even want to go down that road right now. But yeah, let's save that um, for next week. Yeah, um, it, yeah, it, it, things have to change, and if they, if they, I don't have any faith the Democratic Party is gonna listen to us, so. The next big discussion is on what what happens now because there are people there who have sim- sympathy. So yeah, did he did he did way more way more than um, anyone else in our political system when electoral politics was willing to do. So there is one there is but one voice amongst the the crowd alone in the crowd. That's a good band. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard of them. It's a really good band. You guys should check it out. It's from the, the 80s. 
or late eighties. Yeah, court. late eighties, early nineties. Well, there you go, and I think that goes hand in hand with Bernie, right? Alone in the crowd, one voice, yeah. one voice. Um, in that in that world, thank you, Bernie. Yeah, thanks, Bernie. Wish you could have been around longer. Wish, wish you could have been an asshole. You're not, because you're a good guy. But I wish you were an asshole. Okay. What about you, Kyle? I'm just gonna fucking pull my pants down, spread my ass cheeks, and shit on their shoes. <laughs> That's a, a message uh, that gets across without many words. Peace.